Should we do a Steve Nangle podcast? All right, let's do it. Justin, are we firing the intro here? Let's do it. No, no, no I, I guess like we're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just let the air out of the tire there, didn't we? All right. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it. Yeah, no, I think we're done. Oh, we're all done, yeah. So, so listen. Thanks for coming. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Well done, guys. Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's all right. Go! Hey, I like the let's go. All right, so listen. We got to talk about so many things today. So many things. Yeah. Do you guys want to start with Olympics? Do you want to start with, uh, do you want to talk about the trades? Like, what do we want to do? Where do we want to go? I'm, I'm just, I think we're blessed that all of these things happen before recording for once. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? For once. Yeah. For yeah. once. Uh, I don't know, the Olympics? Is that the best? Yeah, thing? sure. Let's talk about it. So listen. Yeah. So we got the Olympics coming. We got the World Cup coming. We got the Four Nations Cup because... You know. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, any time that you can have a tournament involving international teams and exclude the lead's second best player, you got to do it. Dude. You like, got to do it. Austin if, Matthews will be there. I'm sorry. What are you Leon talking about? Dry Seidel. Excuse me. They're not sure to boo or cheer that. <laughs> second best? That's eh, better than third, but like, it's also worse than first. <laughs> You're damn Whoa. right. Goals are better than assists. Thank you. No, Just Adam, don't ask me about soccer. Adam, before you fall in love with that guy, he's a linesman. Oh, boo! Uh, the boo this man! I bet when he puts his drink down on the table, he's like, oh, oh shit. Uh, oh, uh, 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 uh. Got him. <laughs> so here's the thing. We finally get the Olympics. Now, I don't even know where the Olympics are because I don't care until like the day before, honestly, right? Oh, oh! Hey. Where are they? Where? Is it Torino? Italy. It doesn't matter what city. Italy. Okay. Oh no, it's Milan, is it? Or no? I think it's Genoa. Milan. Milan? What is it? Yeah, it's, it's his home country. Right. Home yeah. country. It's in yeah. Scarborough. Now yeah. I remember. It's at, it's at U of T Scarborough. That's the whole right. thing. <laughs> so I remember when we were when we were talking about this about a month ago. The arena was like a big concern for the NHL. Oh, how are we going to play hockey without a new arena? Ignoring the fact that there's a 4,000 seat arena bigger than Mullet Arena in in the city right now where the Olympics are going to be held. I guess the arena is underway. Um, NHL size. NHL size, which yeah, is great. very important, NHL um, size. And we found out with Alan earlier that all the insurance and all that stuff is going to be paid for. That's great. Uh, do you guys care about the time difference? Who cares? Does anybody care? No. So that's been a, site, a thing that's held the NHL back a lot is, the, is this supposed, oh, people don't want to watch at weird times. Have you guys, you've heard them talk about this, right? I've heard them make every excuse in the world. It's, you know what's great is this is the NHL having to realize something once and for all. Because did you notice the spacing of the announcement? Yesterday, they're like, and we're going to do this thing with four countries. Yeah, that was the reaction. That was the reaction. And then today, hey, we're going to go to two Olympics. All right, that, that's the better one. The one that people gave a vague damn about, that one. Yeah. The NHL, the they have an unwillingness to do things that like burden themselves, but would benefit the fans. So with the, the Olympics, you gotta interrupt the season. You gotta pay for all the insurance. You gotta send your best players and risk injury and all that stuff. And all of that's a pain to the NHL, but it's fun for the fans because we get to watch best on best hockey. And they hate doing things that don't benefit themselves directly. 
Well, and you know the crazy thing? So, believe it or not, I watch a lot of hockey games. Oh, crazy. And the players get hurt anyway. They, it didn't, playing in the NHL didn't stop them from getting hurt. That's mm -hmm. no. the weirdest thing. Hold on right. a second. Like, it's, isn't that the risk that every elite athlete takes? When they, what if just everyone boycotted the Olympics, not for anything political, just, I don't know, I like my hamstrings. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to hurt my knees. Yeah, right. I don't want to win a gold medal because it might hurt me. Ow. Exactly. I trained all my life to be fit. That's all. That's it. I don't need the accolades, it's fine. Well, and I think this all comes down to billionaires just don't want to spend their money. Exactly. That's what it is, right? Yeah, I don't get it. Well, and you know what? I don't is understand. I think is this that's, a new concept? Or? That might be the reason that we're not billionaires because instantly, if I'm a billionaire and the cost, I, I am a billionaire, you're right. Don't you forget it. See this watch? Adam actually owns the rec room, so. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, your by the way. You're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome for the venue tonight. Uh, no, I think what's, what's fascinating about this is that if it were me, let's say, I own the Toronto Maple Leafs one day. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love that. I would be like, you know what, Gary? It's okay. The 15 million you gotta pay in insurance, the 1 million in flights, I'll take care of it. I just wanna see him go. But, but I don't think you can be an owner and I don't think you can be a commissioner and be a fan too. Yeah. They don't I, think about it like you know, that at all. Right? Yeah. Well, imagine like what how hard. What about a three decade tyrant in their 70s? How's, how's that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't is that effective? <laughs> no? Is that bad? Sorry. Well, it's How do you know what I'm talking about? Don't clap. You don't know who I'm referring to. <laughs> so, so anyway, we finally got what everybody's been asking for. It's exciting. We're pumped about it. The Four Nations Cup, as much as it's sort of goofy, so was Team North America, and we ended up loving that, right? Team Some of Europe was less exciting. I was there. There was one guy in a Slovakia jersey who was pumped. That's, yeah, there you go. I think it was Gabarik. But I'm open to this tournament being fun. Yeah. I am open to that. Of course. What does it need to be for you? Think about this. If you're going to spend your hours, right? Because we got to work. We got to pay bills. We got to mow lawns. We got to do whatever it is we got to do. So the hours that you have on the couch, and I really believe this, and you can tell from my body shape that I believe it, the hours on the couch are precious. They mean a lot. If you're going to spend your hours on this, what do you need to see for this to be a success for you as a fan? The one thing that the NHL and everyone involved can't plan for, moments. We all remember, how did 2010 end? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. You know they won in Sochi too. Yeah, yeah but it was 2 nothing, and it was boring. I've never had a single person tell me, and I was there. I saw that. Sh do, I, that do you know where you were? Do you know where you were? I was in your mom's basement. That's right. <laughs> I was hanging. Oh. There too. I was there too. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank Stress you for your clarifying. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and like the Sochi Olympics, like, yeah, Carey Price was absolutely dominant and they played this. Hey, hey, hey. And, they, and they here. played this unreal structure and everything. Structure's not what makes fans. Overtime winners by the best player in the sport make fans on home ice. Disney movie stuff. That is, if you wrote it, you'd be like, all right, that's how I would write it. But in real life, Brendan Morrow probably scores that goal. No, Sidney Crosby, all alone from Jerome Ginla, who did not have retirement forced upon him. How dare you? 
that's like, a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, it's it's moments, right? It's um, it's it's difficult to plan for that. Um, the best players in the world can go. I don't know if people will ultimately care if it's all dominance. Like they tried to recreate it when we were in school. Um, they tried to recreate the '72 Summit Series uh, when we were in the eighth grade and Canada was going toward the gold medal game in Salt Lake. Canada, I don't remember who they beat, but they made it to the semi-final against our long-time historic rival, Belarus. And I remember they, they brought our class into the auditorium and they wheeled the TV in and they're trying to recreate the youth that they had and the experience that they had. Canada won like eight nothing. <laughs> so, all I remember, yeah, I was happy about it. But like after the fourth or fifth one, we're like, this kind of sucks. I'm happy about it, but it kind of, it didn't, I don't remember who scored. I don't remember the moments. I remember the moment where Sweden choked against Belarus and the puck went off Tommy Salo's head. Oh yeah. That's because a that moment. was a moment, yeah. right? So what we're looking for here is I need Matthews and McDavid battling for the puck going at each other's throats. Matthews gets an opportunity one way, and he tries, and he gets stopped. Patrick Laine gets the puck and goes the other way and scores. Sorry, that happened. Um, that happened in real life in a Leafs-Jets game. But you need That is moments. too much of a deep cut for any of us. See, here's the, you know what I love about Steve, and I'm going to just take his sideshow, and Jesse can relate to this too. Sure. There's moments on the show where only Steve would remember the Jets and Leafs from November 2018... And, and we're like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. Nobody else remembers it. He's like, don't you guys 2016. remember? 2016. Oh, 2016. Okay, well, oh, that, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. Because I got that stored in my memory bank, right? Right. Yeah, so. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> Can I answer your Olympic question? Yes, please, so, give it so, to me. So for me, like, just the idea of best on best for me is enough. Because, like, I feel like the women's hockey game doesn't get enough credit for, like, a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> like... And what the women's hockey game has been doing has been fighting for a league and all this stuff is they've had these showcases around North America where it's Team USA versus Team Canada because that's the best on best. And I feel like the NHL's finally caught up and they've realized, hey, best on best is amazing. And if you just put McDavid and Crosby and Marner on a team together, that's enough for people to show up to an arena. And I feel like the women's hockey has been very successful with that model and them just going best on best, even though it's only four nations, having all of the stars on one team in competition that they care about. All those guys are gonna be out there caring because they've set it up where you're playing each other, it's a hockey game, it's for stakes. And that's enough to get me to tune in. Well, so, yeah, amen, Jesse. We got some applause over there. Also, like Patrick Laine in 2016. Yeah, oh, man, everybody remembers that play, right? Okay. It was, the LFR had a spike because they lost, and I was mad. So We're shocked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's weird. I'll be like, hey, they won 4-2 against the Islanders. Nothing. No. Yeah. No, nope. it's okay. And they lost to freaking Anaheim, and then it gets over it. I just did an impression of myself. Yeah, yeah. it's I good. I hate that. I hate I like that. It's pretty good. That yeah. was the voice I chose. You do a good impression of yourself. I do a terrible impression of myself. That was a better impression of Michael Bublé. Now, was, I'll be terrible. honest with you. We need to talk terrible. about that because I woke up this morning and about I'm doing what? I'm doing prep for the show. We buried the lead. Doing prep for the show, and my wife on the couch, who's with the couch, and she's sitting on the couch with our cat Teddy. He's a white cat, and she's like scrolling through her phone and she's like 
Steve's on TMZ. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay. And she's like, no, 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 Steve Dangle, your friend from high school, is on TMZ. And so... Do you know why, though? Yesterday... <laughs> Do you know why, though? Sex scandal, it's super hot. Um, uh, no, he was... So you guys all saw the Michael Buble press conference yesterday where he was talking about microdosing on mushrooms, which, how many people here? Yeah, all right. Currently on mushrooms, He didn't yes. raise his hand, he did this. Spirit fingers, let's go. Listen, we're all for edibles. Good for you. Uh, but, but, but Steve, you were hanging out with Michael Bublé last night. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, has, like, what's has that everyone like, man? Here done that? Is that rare? Is that weird? No, it was. Um, so, the first time I had ever been acquainted with um, Mike from BC is uh, my, my close personal friend, Michael Bublé, uh, was uh, during one of the streams we did on Sportsnet during COVID where we watched old games because new games weren't happening. And it was David Amber on with me, I think Carolyn Cameron, Michael Buble, and then me. And I'm like, all right, I will let the adults handle it. And I'm older than Carolyn Cameron, but nope, I will let the adults I, I think, handle I it. I think if we were gonna put you in a room with Carolyn Cameron and say, and say to everybody, point to the adult. They point to the one with the turtleneck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, 100%, <laughs> they would point to her. And he, unprompted, just starts talking about, like, oh, yeah, like, sometimes I feel like I'm Steve Dangle. And I went, I'm, yes, Mike from BC, what? And um, then, you know, some time passes, the world opens, and uh, the Leafs finally make it to the second round. And then lost. Hey, they did it, though. So when they lost, I'm just doom scrolling, depression scrolling my phone. And I see this message and it's like, hey man, you did a great job at the streams, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, he signed off, I think he signed off Mike. <laughs> and I checked, I'm like, so who's Mike? Michael Bublé, there's a blue check mark, what the? F and, and so it was Michael Bublé and he gave me his number. And I've discovered he's from BC, Mike, <laughs> Mike from BC. And we've just, you know, every now and then we'll text and like, he's, that dude is a legit hockey fan. Like, he's, <laughs> he goes to me, he's like, who, who are your favorite Leafs growing up? No, that's boring. Who are your most underrated Leafs growing up? Oh. And that's pressure, right? Because, I don't know, like every Leaf did you say? is who a did folk you say? hero. I told him uh, Alan McCauley. Oh, good one. And Dmitry Yushkevich. Yes, I was gonna nice, say. Nice, nice. Kyle oh, Wildwood, well, 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 yeah. that'd be a good answer. Got a too. dollar from him if you read the book. What did you guys eat? What did we eat? Yeah, what did you eat with dinner with Michael Bublé? Uh, sea bass. I had the sea bass. So actually, here, wait, let me get there. Let me get there. Let me get there. So uh, we were talking back and forth. He was talking about his, his favorite Canucks, and then yesterday he goes, "Do you want to go get a bite after the draft and bring your wife?" And so she uh, broke, I'm sure, all the traffic laws to get downtown to to join us. And, uh, you know, my mom comes over and babysits her son, Leo, and that's the proudest day of her life. But I get to spend a night with my grandson while my son goes to have dinner with Michael Bublé. It was the best night of her life. So, we go to the restaurant. First thing I do when I see him, because I was waiting for him, I saw all the posts go up where he said he was on mushrooms at the All-Star Draft. Yes. And it took off. 
but he just said that into a mic and left. He left. And he got in his car and he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to put my stuff down and I'm going to go to dinner. Mm -hmm. First thing I ask him, like, I don't know, how do you break the ice with Michael Bublé? I go, you free on shrooms? And he goes, what? No. I'm like, a lot of people think you're on shrooms. Yeah, because he said it. Yeah, yeah he said it. <laughs> it's strange how people believed what Michael Bublé said into a microphone. Where did they get this idea from? That's, That's so right. crazy. <laughs> Who's spreading these rumors that I told you? Um, and he immediately goes on his phone and he's like, hey, did you know that people are... And I'm like, oh, I just told like a very world famous person <laughs> a potential scandal. And so we made that video where he ate the bread. I don't know if you saw it. And he's, there you go. And uh, yeah. It only got a thousand likes on TikTok, yeah. which tells me something's wrong with TikTok. No, it tells me the, the Buble demographic. Ah, the Buble demographic is not on TikTok. Because it got a ton on Instagram. <laughs> right? Um, but no, dude, that, that is a great guy. Like, all we talked about. Like, I would love to get up here and tell you a story where... Yeah, he was licking the table, and he thought the walls were melting. And No, uh, I showed him a video of Leo skating. He showed me a video of his kids dancing. And then we talked about uh, Matthew's crazy goal against the Kraken from a few weeks ago, because he was there. And uh, the Canucks. Like, that was it. He's just, he's just a dude who loves his kids and hockey. That's wow. it. Does, wow. he, does he think this team can win, the Canucks? Oh, I was like the Leafs. No. Are the Canucks for real in Buble's eyes? He, uh, he was talking about who he would rather play in the first round. Uh, and I can't remember who it was between. It was between whoever the other team was, he would rather play the Oilers. And I was... Ooh, I what do we him, think? I told him, maybe you we'll are on mushrooms. We'll get an Oilers I don't know about there. that. <laughs> By the way, this poor guy got booed earlier when Alan and I were on. Just Why? because he's wearing an Oilers jersey. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. When are you going to get to the tragic part of that story? Like, Oh, sorry. Is there, a, is there more? No, no. I'm saying you should boo the Oilers Oh, you fan. should boo him? Yeah. Everything's was going all right. Star and all the stars were here. We got to be yeah. good to people. What are you going to... Goliath. Goliath. <laughs> Goliath. They've won. I've lost track of how many straight games they've won. Yeah, you're right. Know. You're right. Six. Thank you. So with that in mind, we have a special guest for you today. Oh. Who is not Michael Bublé. Oh. But is often mistaken for Michael Bublé. Often. Yep. Yes. 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 The Portuguese Michael Bublé. Ladies and gentlemen, Sid Sixero. Hey. Come on now. Look at this guy. He's all dressed up and everything. And he's been up since four in the morning to be here. That chair makes great noise. That was noises. a great sound. Love I that like noise. That. Love that noise. Okay. All right. Press the button. There you go, Sid. You guys got me? Yeah, yeah. let's go. Here, Sid, I'm going to move you over a little bit I here. I want to sit on a random phone. <laughs> That's a visual you can't leave. How's everyone doing tonight? Tonight. This is my night. I've been yeah. up since 3.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. This is my night. Um, before... I love you. Thanks for asking me out. Oh, no, thank you for love coming. You. Love you too, man. I, I want us, before we start saying, ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I want to I wanna join this group here and acknowledge how much love this entire community has for all of you. Yeah. 
I, um, I've gotten to know Adam a lot over the last little bit. I've gotten to know Steve. I was in the room when Steve made his national television live debut, I believe. The, yeah, the hockey YouTuber on one of the biggest football days of the year. American Thanksgiving. <laughs> we need it. Were you there that day, Jesse? No, no, I'd already really? left. Yeah, because you took it off. It's American Thanksgiving football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then the hockey world threw us a bone when the Senators traded uh, Chris Weidman to the Edmonton Oilers for a conditional sixth. And, and we talked, like, oh, and we talked about goodness. it for two straight hours. <laughs> we really did. Two straight hours. I've gotten to know Steve. Steve is one of the kindest human beings I've ever met in my life. I got to work on, on Tim and Sid with Jesse for, mm -hmm. for a while. You are one of the smartest dudes I've ever worked oh, well, with. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, and just the entire network with, with Julian, CJ, everyone... This family is tight, and this audience is amazing. I consider myself a part of this SDPN family, and just on behalf of everyone here, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, he's not the only one that fucking met Michael Buble. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Did I, t I didn't tell him the story from today. Tell him what's so, the story. So Michael Bublé was on a small show called Breakfast Television earlier today. Woo! Woo! Lots of moms in the audience. Let's go. Let's how go, many moms. moms! How many moms we got? Shout out the moms! Shout out the moms! How many moms? <laughs> that sounded weird. I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> By the way, I saw Julian and CJ. My beer is half empty. Shout out to whoever made that happen earlier. Where's Drew? <laughs> Drew? Where's Drew? Where's you know Drew? what to do, Drew. Um, so I get into work this morning at 4.30, and I go through my feed for the first time. So all of you have already seen the stuff I'm about to see. I see this video of Steve Dangle in what looks like to be the Vatican, <laughs> and he, t he does the phone turn, which is one of the great underrated moves ever. If you're ever with a famous person, do a little phone turn to Michael Buble. And I'm like, this son of a bitch. Because <laughs> we've been working on the Buble interview for weeks to come in to breakfast television. And we didn't listen. Michael Buble has a lot of commitments this week. So we were told, I could tell this now, it's fine. Michael Buble may or may not show up before the end of the show. You've done breakfast television enough. And it, it happens all the time. You know. And you don't talk about it. You can't tease it, we right? Can't, you can't tease it. Well, but I, I know showed you once. Oh, yes. And that was a video interview. <laughs> I, I just slept in. I forgot to set my alarm. Steve slept in, didn't show up. Not a big deal. I'm over it. The point is this. The point is this. I love you. The point is this. So we're like, Buble is going to show up late, uh -huh. maybe. Not because he wants to be, but he's Michael Buble. Buble showed up. 25 minutes early this morning. Really? He's walking around. We have like a chef from Real Sports. He's eating fries. <laughs> He's dipping. I'm like, this is fantastic. So before Buble comes on, this is like around 9.50 he's coming on. So he walks up. I go, I gotta... I'm like, how the fuck do you have dinner with Steve Dangle? How does that happen? Buble, Michael Buble looks at me and goes... I love Steve Dangle. <laughs> he, he goes, Steve Dangle is one of my favorite people in all, I'm not kidding, in all of sports. 
He goes, I, I do. And then he told another story. Do you want me to tell this one? Or it's not my story to tell. Do you want to tell this part? I'll tell it. Oh, yeah. I'll tell it. I don't even know this. I don't know this. I don't, Jesse, do you know this? Uh, I think so. Okay. I don't think I've been told this. So, so then Michael Buble goes, so we're having dinner. And then listen, is Steve Dangle a passionate hockey fan? Yes or no? Passionate hockey fan. Steve Dangle, is Michael Buble a passionate hockey fan? Yes or no? Almost definitely. So Michael Buble says to me, they spent 20 minutes just talking shit about how the game could be better. And it was like loud, because there, there, there was a DJ pumping in a lot of music, right? Like you guys were yelling. It was loud for the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> it was pumping in there. And then <laughs> Michael Buble says to me, because I didn't have dinner with him, you did. That's the only thing I could say. Buble says, so you guys are like changing hockey. You are reconfiguring the national hockey. We did a great job. Loudly. <laughs> and the commissioner may or may not have been mentioned a couple times. And someone comes behind Buble and says, I'm a friend of Gary Bettman. I'm a huge fan of yours. <laughs> In the thickest Long Island accent I've ever heard. Do it. Can you do the impression? Like they were practicing, like they were practicing for a plot. Like, like, like Family Guy? They, they called it hacky. 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 On, on Long Island. <laughs> and I, like, I was like, that is the genuine article right there. <laughs> And immediately it became about, you know, FanFest is going really well. There's lots of things to do. The mascots are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. They're wearing suit jackets. That's quirky and neat. Let us all know that the event is special. So, yeah, we softened our stance. Yes, <laughs> you did. Steve, I don't know if you want to say what SL, your, your Mrs. Dangle, exposed about you to Michael Buble. So, he, and the Barada. Yeah, he was working the draft all night, and uh, he was so excited to talk hockey that he would do hockey, hockey, hockey. Oh, God, I'm starving. Uh, oh, but hockey, hockey, hockey. Oh, God, I'm starving. Hockey, hockey. And then finally, someone at the table went, Michael, order. <laughs> order something. And so he goes, yeah, I'm going to order. And Steve, do you want? I didn't hear a word he said. And I'm like, all right, I guess did it is about to show up. <laughs> and what showed up, I think, is called... Barada. Barada? Yes, yes. Okay, hold on. Where are you from, originally, like your family? Italy. You don't know Barada? We, we weren't it. a big Barada family. I am the waspiest shit on this stage, no. and I freaking love Barada. We were the... Come on. We were the soul fish. We were the bacala. <laughs> we, we were the lamb. We were the spicy potatoes. We were all of that, Adam. We weren't a Barada family. Maybe all those... High and mighties in the north had the burrata, yeah, but down in Puglia, Monteleone de Puglia, we, we were more of a spicy potato. Yeah, okay, well. Family. Yeah. Oh. So you, you have burrata for the first time ever with Michael Bublé. Well, I don't know what's about to show up. And <laughs> mm -hmm. what shows up? A giant plate of cheese. Yes. And Jesse, yes. what am I? <laughs> well, as Oh, Sarah Louise, my darling wife, as I'm halfway through it, goes, you know he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> she told Michael Bublé that I was going to fart a lot in the car on the yeah. way home, which is not how I saw the evening going, and that's why she's my wife. Now, as somebody who has been in the room with these two guys when we order a cheese pizza, and I'm not lactose intolerant, open all the windows. 
You can't, either of these two, you can't do it. It's or bad. Leave, leave them closed if you want to save some money on the heat bill. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, listen, let's talk a little hockey here because we got you here. And, and I want to know, we got two major moves. We got the Canucks doubling down. This is a year we're going for it. Lindholm is now a Canuck. What do we think of the move? Are we booing it because it's a Canucks or are we booing it because it's a bad mood? Okay. The Canucks. Okay, but if it was the Leafs, would you feel good about the move? Oh, they love it. Yeah. They love it. <laughs> Elias Lindholm, future heart winner. <laughs> Kelly Yarncroke, give him eight years. <laughs> I know. I, I grew up with you. Shut up. <laughs> what Batman henchman is that? All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, you, you see the move. It's during All-Star, which is a bummer for our trade deadline special, I'm not going to lie. But what do we think, guys? What do we all think about this, this move for the Canucks? What's it bring them that they didn't previously have? It brings them an absence of prospects, uh, that's for sure. Um, listen, it's... There's a saying that I used to say too much, and that is elite players don't forget how to play hockey. And I wish I never said that, because this year... That most of them did. Like, a lot of them did. Having surprisingly down years, yeah. Yeah, Lindholm's got, like, what, one goal in the last month? I think he's got eight this year. Something like that. Yeah, it's not going well. But still, he's the bell of the ball. Like, teams are rumored to be, at the time of this trade, rumored to be giving up a first-round pick for Sean Monaghan, who had to be traded away with a sweetener before. And now this guy who was nominated for the Selkie two years ago is the top guy available. And I, I believe that he's going to be a good Canuck. I remember the Leafs playing the Canucks and being like, Teddy Bluger's on John Tavares? Like, that's their face-off guy? So now they got this crazy one-two punch where they can do Petey and Lindholm and then let Suter and Bluger figure it out in the bottom six. I think it could be good for them, but that is a mighty stiff package for a guy who has not, he's, he's probably playing his worst hockey in half a decade. Right. Now, is that more a function of the Flames, where everybody seems to be playing their worst hockey in half a decade? It's worth mentioning they suck, yes. Yeah, okay. Sid? <laughs> I hate, and this is why- I, I love I, when you start by that. <laughs> I hate. That's a good I gotta, start. I gotta be honest. <laughs> the Calder Cup. The Calder Cup is not real. <laughs> Who remembers the Calder Cup? Exactly. Let's move on. The, do you remember that shot at Dubas going? I got it hanging in my room. <laughs> I do not. I do not. That was the most overt, <laughs> unnecessary celebration I've ever seen. Um, I hate giving up that much for any unrestricted potential free agent. I think it's insane. But the one thing I like about what the Canucks did here is that dressing room earned it. The dressing room doesn't care about the prospects. The dressing room doesn't care about the capital. The dressing room doesn't care about Alvin and Rutherford discussions. What just happened? Oh, what an acquisition oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Justin Fisher, everybody. Adam's on coffee one. We got coffee, or no, that's two. That's coffee two. That's coffee, coffee two. two. Let's go. Coffee two. I like, sorry, I'll make this quick. I like teams who prove to their front office fucking bet on us. And the Canucks have done that. And I give them a lot of credit. 
the team in this town has done the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. The comp- oh, really? Breaking news? <laughs> Leave the Marlies alone. They don't have a second rounder until 2038. <laughs> they, they can't train anything. But the Canucks... Watch I give your them mouth. Lo- That's Leo's draft year. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. He shoots right. <laughs> I, I like teams that force the, the, the front office's hand and go, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. They're not messing around. And I, I comp- listen, the Canucks are going to sit there. The Oilers and, the, and Vegas are going to beat the hell out of each other. Vegas will win. Sorry, bud. No. There's one. Vegas, Vegas. will win. Yes, Vegas. For 20 years, a Vegas fan. Um, sorry, I, 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 I'll take it back. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Um, but like, I, I respect teams that force the front office to, to reevaluate things on the fly like that. Good for Jim Rutherford, who's won many things, to look at his team and go, this is what you do. By the way, Elise Pedersen, I didn't know he was that tall last night. Was I the only one thinking that? Yeah, he's, he's a monster tall. of he's a big human guy. being. He yeah. doesn't really give that aura on the ice. But it's a lot I, of head and neck. So much head and neck. Yeah. <laughs> so much. By the way, yeah. I don't want to shift this on you quick. Uh-oh. Kent Hughes is the new Messiah Jury of the National Hockey League. You think so? When, the, he calls you, when he calls you, hang up. Because that guy is teething from teams left and right. I, I'm a huge Sean Monaghan guy. He's one of the nicest guys in the league. What the hell was that? So is a that first confirmed? Round pick? Is it confirmed now? Yes. Is Winnipeg? Yes. He is a, he is a yes. Jet. Yeah. Okay, all right. What do we think about that trade, by the way? We're liking that trade for Winnipeg? Um, yeah, Monaghan, two first. Habs fan is like, yeah. Yeah, here's the that's problem. That's not what we meant, but and here's I understood. The, and Jesse, here's, here's the thing. When I see the Sean Monaghan thing and I think, oh, Montreal's got a, a second first rounder, that's great. They're going to go and draft a second, another stay-at-home defenseman. And this is the thing. If Montreal is going to compile picks, at some point, you got to take a stand with somebody who's got a high ceiling, right? Like letting Mitch Koff go. Even if Mitch Cobb never wanted to play for you, you got to flip him for something. He's tearing up the KHL right now, and nothing about against Reinbacher, but I'm worried about, with Montreal, the lack of elite talent. They are doing a good job in turning this around, but it's Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Slavkovsky's kind of come on, and then what? What is it? What's Adam, the rest of the team? You, what's the saying? You sell winning or you sell hope? Yeah. What's easier to acquire, hope or winning? Hope. Hope. We're Leaf fans. Hope. He's elite at acquiring hope. They got to win. Jesse? I think Sid nailed it from the Jets and the Canucks perspectives in terms of like the hockey side. You've got two teams who are in the top three in the NHL standings. And what uh, Alvin and Rutherford did over there in Vancouver is they didn't affect the hockey at all in Vancouver. All they did was add to it. You know, the first round pick, Kuzmenko wasn't doing anything for them. No, he wasn't. Didn't fit on the team at all. So Talk get rid of hated him. his guts. Hated his he guts. Wasn't going to play him at all. He didn't fit. So you got to bail on that deal, which has another year on it. And then you brought in a player who fits your lineup perfectly. Like, what they needed was a 2C and somebody who can sit on the power play who doesn't, doesn't necessarily need to score the power play goals. And that's what they got. So I love the deal from their perspective. And, and, then, and then Winnipeg, you gave up nothing. You gave up magic beans. That's what draft picks are. We yeah. don't know what that can be. And there's a team that has struggled with Shifley out. So you need some support there. You bring in Monaghan. I like it. I like it from both sides for the teams that are acquiring the big players. On the Canucks end, it's worth mentioning that JT Miller discovered the other 100 feet of the ice. 
Yeah, he decided to play defense. Elite power play killer, JT Miller. Elite yeah. power uh, penalty killer. Those are still killer. some penalty of the killer. best clips. Those You're are the best right, clips. You're still right, though. Yeah. Power what? play killer. You mean, you mean JT Miller dogging it in the defensive zone last year? Are you talking about those clips? Like, I listen, I'm an SDP and SDPN fan enough to know you can't show the video. No, we can't show the <laughs> fucking <laughs> video. But JT, you'll get there. But JT Miller was the gift that kept on giving. Oh, yeah. Because you would just show oh, yeah. him not give a shit. Yeah. Just a still image. Defensive end. And stills would do the trick. You would not need motion video to prove no. JT Miller. He, he bailed on, on plays last year. Yeah, it was, it was, it was incredible. Bad. It was, and you know, it's the same thing. And you guys have seen this. LA fired their head coach today. Todd McClellan is now gone in Los Angeles, and they are supposed to be a contender. And I think a lot of the, the reason for that is if Pierre-Luc Dubois decides to play hockey ever again, he's going to make the new head coach look great. But that is another guy where, you know, even though we can never show the footage, you show the stills, that guy can't, he just, some days it's like, no, I just don't feel like it. Forget the stills. Like, if you go and look at where he is in league scoring, I think he has 19 points, I want to say. And he's, I, I, he's behind Kuzmenko. Who was just a cap dump. He's behind Morgan Frost, who's been like a healthy scratch. Like, it's crazy how many guys are above him in league scoring who have been told by their coach, despite your healthy demeanor, I would like you to sit and eat popcorn tonight because you're not one of our best players. Yeah. And he makes eight and a half million dollars. I just want to point That's that right, out. That's right, yeah. If I'm going to be honest, I think the wrong guy lost his job in L.A. I think Rob Blake has done a terrible job the last couple of years really? building that team. I'm yeah. shocked. Like, Todd McClellan, he wants his players to play a specific brand of hockey. He wants to play 200-foot hockey. He wants everybody to work both sides. And you go acquire PLD? Like, that's the guy you're getting to play under Todd McClellan? You, you gave your coach the wrong horses to run with. Is, and if the is, guys he has aren't successful, maybe it's the guy who brought in the guys. Is that what we thought when it happened, though? No, certainly not. At least not me. But hold on. To Jesse's point... Yeah. This is a guy whose claim to fame in Columbus was the shift, the laziest shift in the history of hockey. He goes to Winnipeg. Within eight minutes, his agent's saying, I want to go to the Habs. He's at, did he go to the draft the one year in Montreal? He yeah, he showed up just to say hi. That SOB went to the draft in Montreal. He, was, he had a foot out the door the second he got to Winnipeg. If you're, I'm with you. If you're Rob Blake and you say, that's my guy. You got a question. You deserve to get bounced way before Todd McClellan, a guy I genuinely like, who got a raw deal in Edmonton with a lazy roster. I, I'm with you. I, th I think okay. more people's heads need to roll in, in L.A. just for that decision yeah. than just Todd, who I think I, is a I good think coach. Kaliev, who's asked out apparently as well, there's another player who he's, I wouldn't say he's uh, defensively deficient, but defense isn't his favorite thing in the world, and that's not what Todd McClellan wants. So yeah. these are the guys you're giving the coach, and it doesn't fit the system that your coach has these guys playing. And, like, John Tortorella what he's done with the Flyers. Would it be wild if he was nominated for the Jack Adams this no, year? No, not at all. He'll probably win. Rick Bonus and what he's done with the Winnipeg Jets. Would it be wild if he was nominated for the Jack Adams no, this year? No, I don't think so. Those are two coaches who were like, beat it. And now the other guy's been fired. Yeah. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen is the checks will arrive on time. It's Margaritaville. Like, like, <laughs> what, what do you, he's set. He's set. Like, yeah. why, why try? Yeah. Why try? Like, 
it's I don't I I don't believe that stereotype about players they sign the deal and shut it off. He's not doing much for it. He's not doing much for it. And right. watch, they're gonna get a new coach, whoever it happens to be. He's gonna get 20 goals in the next three games, and we're all gonna be like, ah, it was Todd McClellan. And then you know what's gonna happen? The same thing that we've watched happen to three different teams. But Pierre Luc Dubois is why being an NHL GM is one of the hardest jobs in professional sports right now. You have three shots to miss on your cap. That's it. You have three chances to get this right or get this very, very wrong. And Pierre Luc Dubois is, a, is an energy sucker. And he will, and you know what? It's talk to me in seven years, LA. But I do believe and like, I do believe at some point the NHL needs to give one team on June the 28th a get-out-of-jail-free card on this. This is getting out of hand. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys, I, it was your pod I heard it on. Someone, who brought it up? Was it you? Was it you, Jess? Someone brought it up where it's like, a team needs a just erase the thing from your cap Oh, yeah. yeah, just the free one. buyout. Yeah. Compliance like, buyout. Days before free agency, yeah. just the one, so mm -hmm. everyone knows what the deal is, but you get one. Yeah. And it actually makes it more interesting because it frees up probably 24 guys yeah. <laughs> who yeah. get bounced initially. Like, why is that a bad thing for I, the game? I think there needs to be a way where you give the guys money because NHL contracts are guaranteed. But if we don't want you on the roster anymore, there should be a mutually parting of weights. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's something that the CBA well, they they should be written into they the CBA. They did do it. After the last lockout, they did it. They had two of them. Yeah. And the Leafs blew one on Grabowski, remember? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and so, yes. this, yeah. You got, right? So, yeah, when, when we never forget. You We're forgot about that? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, I now, forgot about the Grabowski years, yes. I want, I, to take, I want to take the next five minutes, and I want to talk about the Leafs. What do you guys think? <laughs> All right. So... I just want it, boo. Thank you for the booze, too. Shut Appreciate up, the Drew. <laughs> that was Drew. Was that Drew? Just Drew? Shut up. <laughs> Everyone say boo. <laughs> boo that man. They were saying Drew Earns. All right, all right. So, so there have been people lately who have been like, are the Leafs going to make the playoffs? So by your applause and your woo, who thinks the Leafs make the playoffs? All right. Who thinks the Leafs make past the first round to the second round. Wow. Who lives in a perennial state of existential dread? Yeah. Who's on mushrooms? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Quickly, third round, anybody, any believers? Yeah. Okay, we got believers. I don't know, okay. And Devils. go Devils, that's right. <laughs> I didn't bring my pajamas, sorry, buddy. Shout out Andre Pilat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love Andre Pilat. And what about the Stanley Cup Finals? Who sees the Leafs? Honestly, sees the Leafs in the finals. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, oh, why not? Well, yeah, why not? There was no applause. <laughs> Again with the henchmen. Yeah, you're very good at the henchmen. There was no applause, but a big third round support. Big though. third round. I like big that we think. Round. So so. All right, so I want to get your opinions now. I'm going to start from Jesse, work my way over. Jesse, sure. where do you think the Leafs go as of right now? This can change. I'm not going yeah. to hold you to this. Where do the Leafs end up at the end of this season? Are we in April? Are we in May? Or are we in June? You're talking about their playoff performance. The playoff performance, because I'm assuming they're making it. It's at least the second round. You think second round? I, I think, I think they right. can win around this year again. Um, not a lot of people supporting that. that. Not a lot of support, but I think at least the second round. Okay. Yeah. Steve, 
known for your Leaf fan reaction videos. I am excited to watch Simone Benoit play games where he is allowed to just simply beat the shit out of people. <laughs> I think that'll be really cool. Um, I think every year some team shows up and we're like, they stink. And then the NHL goes, aha, they stink in the regular season. But there is a new rule book that is as, it's thinner than Texas toast. And they just throw it in there and some team beats the shit out of everyone on their way to a Stanley Cup. Wouldn't it be great if that was Toronto? Does anyone think that's going to be Toronto? Woo! It's quieter than the mushrooms. Quieter than the mushrooms. Not a good sign. <laughs> the, the, the mushroom crowd is having a big woo night, I just want to say. All right, Sid, I'm afraid to ask because I'm seeing the look on your face. And by the way, it's, it's not that you dislike the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is it that you dislike delusion? Is that what it is? That what it is? Tell us what it is. I'm not a fan of delusion. You're not a fan of it? No. You're, like, you're more of a realist. No, but I just, I'm, I'm, okay, since we're in the applaud mood, <laughs> since everyone's Johnny applause in the room. Don't antagonize our guests. I want to ask a serious question in the room. I'm being serious. I've been up since 3.30. Tired. <laughs> Who in the room believes the Leafs' salary cap has been managed properly? No shit. Oh. No shit. Uh-oh. Quietest rec room has been since they opened this morning. Man, all of your no faces kidding. are hilarious right no now. Kidding. I just want to say. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. All right. There we go. Oh, can I stand up? Can I stand up? Let this man cook. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A few of us out here have been saying for years this cap was horrifically mismanaged. I love Austin Matthews. Love him. Me too. You know what? He's already a Hall of Famer. He's already a Hall of Famer. Am I wrong? Is he oh, I think you're right. First ballot. Right. Yeah. First ballot. First ballot. Thank oh, yeah. you, Justin Blake. I, love, I like William Nylander's game a lot. Woo! A lot. Hey! A lot. I think, I, I, let's not talk about Tavares. I, I like the numbers Marner puts up most years. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I have no problem more. with it. <laughs> All-star. I am all-star. All-star, yep. yep. Fourth pick by Team Matthews. Mitch Real Martin. good. But they need other things. They need defensemen who are crazy. I don't mind Chris Tanev. But is Chris Tanev... What's your name, sir? Ryan. Let me ask you a fucking question, Ryan. <laughs> Do you, does everyone in the room realize what winning a Stanley Cup actually is? And I'm gonna unnecessarily walk up and down the stage. You're gonna laugh. Winning a yeah. Stanley Cup means two and a half months of playing games every other night, blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. Thank you, sir. Which means you need crazy MFers to go out there like Vegas had, like Colorado's had. Where's Drew? There you are. There he is, yeah. Boom. I was hoping you weren't there. Like every other team we've ever seen in the history of this league over two and a half months. Do you believe the Leafs have those guys? Oh, wow. I'm well, surprised. My job is done. Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Damn. All right. Now, dude, I I like being humble about what we've built and the show, and you know, I think it's lovely all these people have come here. Any member of Leafs management sees the video of the reaction to that question. Which was honest, by the way. It should send a chill down their spine. Mm -hmm. Any... Oh, I'm not even well, going to... I was going to say, why? any deal they have in the works, you throw that shit out the window. But here's <laughs> why. Because you guys are smart. Right. You guys are smart. You guys know. You know. Listen, I'm going to be right there with you. And when they get to that Stanley Cup one day, our ship's coming in and I'm going to celebrate in everybody else's face, just like you should. You rub it in everybody's face. But to say right now on February 2nd, is it February 2nd? 2nd? He second. would know breakfast television. He's got to know the date every morning. That's good. It's February 2nd. February 2nd. Groundhog Thank you, Day. Thank Ground you, Sid. Day. It's February 2nd. This is breakfast television. I just want you to know that your reaction right here shows how smart you are. It shows how into it you are and that the wool can't be pulled over your eyes. And lately, they've been trying to pull it over our eyes a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think the original thesis of, of the plot there was that they spent too much on four guys and there's no room left to get the guys who are going to take you four rounds in the playoffs. And I think that's a problem that they're unwilling to admit. There was an opportunity to move off of some of the contracts last offseason. They fired the GM. We've been through that a million times. And moving forward, you look at and you say, okay, so they doubled down a couple weeks ago by bringing back Willie, and that was something that looks like they couldn't not do. Yep. So how, as a Leafs fan, do you cope with the team moving forward if they're still stuck in the situation where they're paying all these guys so much money? Well, one of the two question. hometown guys is going to go. That's what I think. There's two hometown guys... Out of that Max four, Domi you and got Max, Max <laughs> You got Tyler Marner, you got Tyler Tavares. Virginia? Don't know. It's going to happen. Now, who's got the, do we have a fifth microphone sound, guys? Do we have anything? Do we have a fifth mic? Are we able to? Yeah? Do oh, we, we have, have somebody a fifth with it? mic. Maddie? Maddie, where are you at? Mad Dog! Oh. Oh. There she is. Okay, Maddie, no, no, you get out in the crowd, Maddie. Because we're going to do some questions. You guys want to do the press conference? Yeah. Let's press do conference. It. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so it can be questions for anybody up on the stage here. Maddie, you just go ahead and pick. You just go. Okay. You just go. Before we get to the first question, can we all do a... Oh! There you go. <laughs> all right, Maddie. Right here, Maddie. There you go. All right, what okay. do we have? What's your name? Uh, Sean with an E. Okay, Sean with an wow. E. Go ahead. Thank you, Scene. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I have to change my question now. Um, <laughs> I'm a long time... First time, long time. I'm back from the producer Chris days. Um, a lot of many favorite things about the podcast, but my specific favorite thing is that you're always at the forefront of the shittiest parts about hockey. The issues with the culture and all the big stories that no one's talking about, you are all coming up with it. It's really, really wonderful. It makes me really proud to be a part of this community and cheer for this podcast. So I'd love to Thank everybody you, give them a big hand. Thank you. So in the spirit of positivity, I'd love to bring Sid Sixero over to the compliment section. And uh, my ask for you, Sid, is to give Adam, Jesse, and Steve a heartfelt thank you, or something that you're really grateful for or that you admire in them. So that's my challenge to you. Haven't been up since 3 a.m. Thank you very much. Sir, you want me to be positive? If I want you, Sid, I want you to dig deep right now. My Is guy. that what you're asking for, sir? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, about this crew? These three wonderful men, yes. I mean, I, 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 Adam Wild. Let's start with Adam Wild. 
No, not Johnny Buble. Let's start with Adam Wilde. Fair. <laughs> fair. No, not. I mean, fair. One boo in the corner. Adam Wilde cares. Adam Wilde is one of the more. T- Alan, Alan, Adam Wilde. I thought Adam Wilde would have my job at BT. I watched BT for a long time. Adam Wilde is one of the most talented fucking hosts I've seen doing anything. And not only is he this talented, but he has the courage to say, you know what, I believe in this so much. We're going to do this 24-7. We're going to create a community. We're going to bring people in. I'm going to trust my buddies. I'm going to trust my family, my friends that I've known forever. And we're going to kick ass. And the reality is there's some big players in this country scared to death of this guy. Scared to death. And I've gotten to know him really well, and I have nothing but respect for Adam Wilde and what he has done with SDPN. And you better fucking applaud right now for this guy. I'll send you that check. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. You know the price. (laughs) Jesse Blake. Can I, can I request you roast me instead? What's that? Can you roast me? Yeah. <laughs> can you just lay in the meat? You want to roast? I want to roast. I think that'll be much oh, more fun. I like yes. that. I like that. Jesse is the most condescending person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Jesse creates technically everything you see and hear on SDPN and quite frankly thinks he's better than all of us. <laughs> in all seriousness. I got. I was lucky enough to work with Jesse on Tim. How many people watched Tim and Sid back in the day? Jesse was amazing enough to be. Saw how stressful it was at times. Mm -hmm. We did, like, contrary to what you might think about Tim and Sid, we like really cared a lot about how it looked and how it came off to all of you. Jesse was a part of that team with us on the social media side for a long time, and it took me seconds to realize how talented he was. And it pissed me off to this day. You moved on. Um, but um, Jesse is, is also the backbone of this operation. And again, I'm talking from a completely different perspective on SDPN than them. But there is no SDPN without Jesse Blake. Yep. Give a huge, huge round of applause for Jesse Blake. Absolutely. Is that supposed to be the roast? Or, uh... yeah, I, wanted... I couldn't do it. I love Jesse. I couldn't do it. <laughs> You can't. Look at I that face. I couldn't do it. He agreed with all my points. I couldn't do it. Um, I think the Calder Cup means a lot, and you should roast me. <laughs> I think it's an indicator of success. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, Steve Dangle. Steve Dangle is one of... It takes a lot of bravery in Canadian media at any level to be yourself. There are a lot of people out there A lot of people I respect, but a lot of people out there where they do not believe they can be themselves in this Canadian market. You see it more in the States, and you know the names I'm talking about. But in this country, it's different. And I was lucky. I was also one of the ones where I got support, and I could do my own thing. What Steve Dangle has built, starting in his fucking bedroom. At his parents' house. He went from his bedroom to Michael Bublé picking up the check. Ah, Let's go. How do you know he paid? Don't do that. 
don't do that. You see this shit? He does this all the time. You pay him a compliment. He's the most humble guy I've ever met for a guy as successful as he is. He does this constantly. And it's also because you have busted your rear end as much as you have. I don't know, I don't know if folks in the room realize how tough it is to record, perform in, and cut your own video every night when you're starting out. It is an impossibility to do, and by the way, not get paid. To do that the way he did, to create a brand the way he did, to the point where all of you amazing folks have come out to support Steve in this amazing network. All of you. 17, 17 years. years. And you were counting every year, sir, weren't you? Wow. <laughs> it was like a jail when cell. there were 300 the viewers, he was one of them. <laughs> so just, that's all the positivity I fucking got. I'm sorry. Well done, Sid. Woo! But I hope, I hope, I'm honored Adam invited me on tonight. And I hope you understand what I also feel. I feel the same way about them as you do. The same way. They care, they're talented, they love what they do, they're authentic. That's all you want. Canadian media audiences want authentic people. Robots aren't that interesting to people. And they're replaceable. You can't replace these three. And you can't replace CJ and Julian and everyone working behind the scenes. And I'm not making a dime for this, but I'm getting a free beer. <laughs> So it's All a right. contra deal. Let's rip the leaves. Fuck. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. What Let's... else? Uh, Maddie, where are you? I'm over here. I'm right beside you again. Okay, who do we got? All right, we got Hayden, and he looks like he's wearing a JT jersey, I think. Yeah. Here we go. All right. All right, long time listener. Uh, just want to shout out Mad Dog for looking at me. Mad what? Uh, shout out Steve for giving me a cameo a few years for my birthday. Hey. Don't think you remember it, but whatever. Uh, main question for Steve. What made you start the dangle dial? That's how oh, I started listening man, to you. <laughs> Shout out my dad and everything, oh, I, but yeah, just I that's can't. what I love the I dangle dial. I hate this thing. <laughs> I hate Thank this you thing. for asking that question. I have no idea what that is. Okay. Okay, Roger's employee, turn away. <laughs> um, so when I worked at CBC, I was editing highlights. I would get off work at like two, quarter after two, two thirty in the morning. That's when the bars close. So all my friends who lived in the suburbs like I did needed a drive home. So I called it the dangle dial. Adam, yeah, I dangle dialed you. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I would just get a text. I need to request a dangle dial. I'm like, I got you. You know, the, the, imagine having a friend. Like, you're in your early 20s. And you have a friend who guaranteed every Saturday is going to be downtown sober with a car. That's the dream. That's the dream. And I would drive him home in the Mazda that I paid the extra dollar for. And it would be great. We'd have a great time. Years later, I ended up working for Sportsnet. And Don Collins, who was the uh, uh, program director, program director, thank you, at the time, and he wanted to get me involved, and he had this idea where I would call into the Jeff Blair show, and I would basically just be a nuisance, which I was great at. And he's like, what should we call it? And I'm like, we can call it the dangle dial. And he's like, I like that, two Ds, let's go. And that's what the segment became. Except, uh, I, with the exception of once or twice, 
recorded that. Jeff and I never actually recorded that when we were on the phone. And he at least sort of bought into it with the idea that I would be this annoying kid who would call into the station with a rant and he would mumble through it. In the few times where he had a fill-in host, they hated me more than arsenic. <laughs> I think it, if they could have killed me, they would You would've. recorded it, but it wasn't a recording of a back and forth. It was a recording of you just talking for two minutes straight. No, I would, I would, I'd like, in some cases, I'd shoot the LFR, I'd walk into the other part of the basement, and they'd be like, talk about, I don't know, the Leo Komarov going to the All-Star game. And I'd be like, all right. And I, yeah, 20 goal scorer. And, and I would just go off for like 45 seconds. And whoever was recording the thing that day, I'd be like, was that good? They'd be like, yeah, great, click. And I know every day, if you listened to that, I deeply apologize. Because I imagine it was just pissing and shitting into the listeners. Where ears. is my apology? There's, oh, I'm sorry. There was. For ever me, doing that. Let me tell you something, guys. The reason we started this show is because nobody believed in him. That's the reason we started this show. I was a radio host. Nobody really cared who I was. I'd just come in from Calgary. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're doing afternoons at KISS 92.5. Nobody cares. I was a guy that loved hockey, and I was like, I find it strange that this guy's getting 10, 20,000 on a video, and nobody wants to pick him up. And I remember there were interviews with Sportsnet, there were interviews with TSN, and I'll be like, oh, so the, you're the yelly, screamy guy. The yelly, screamy guy, the yelly, screamy guy. And I remember I was talking to a Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment executive who once asked me, is he okay? No! And I, and I said, well, yes, but no, but that's your fault, by the way. You, you, you mirror Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment executive, thank you. And, and what pissed me off about this bit was, A, I was glad that you were on the radio, but I was so mad because it was not what you were. It was inauthentic. It was not honest, Steve. It was, was a caricature of everybody who had written Steve off before. So we started the show because he had this YouTube channel. I said, when people get to know you even more, they're gonna love you even more. And so when I, thank you. And I'm right, I'm right, look at him. And I just, what pissed me off about that bit was I'm like, Sportsnet, you're missing it. It's right there for you. Just have him come on and talk. How about, how about Jeff Blair, Steve Dangle, five minutes. Just talk. You guys got 40, by the way, in sports radio, you got 45 minutes an hour, right? 45 minutes an hour to talk? About that. You can't spare five to just let the guy talk normally? And that's what bothered me about that bit. So whenever that, brought, that gets brought up, my skin absolutely crawls. I used to go in and complain to Jesse when we were doing the afternoon show at Kiss. I'd be like, I heard the dangle dial today. I just fucking hated that thing. <laughs> and was dangle dial sponsored? I don't know, was it? Panago. Oh, it was Panago? <laughs> And who and brought them Panago? That's, that's, and who got zero dollars cut of that? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right. Still bitter. Maddie, where are you? you uh, right question. down the middle. Okay, Maddie, where, let's get the next question here. Okay, we've got Daniel here. Go for it. Hi, uh, question for you, Steve. So, given how close you are with a certain Mike who happens to be from BC, you may be aware. You need to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> the the one on shrooms. The one on shrooms. What was the question? The one on shrooms. There, you, the one, oh, yeah. the one on yeah, shrooms. Yeah. You may be aware that there's a rumor going around that Michael Bublé is extremely active on the Canucks subreddit. Oh. Can you confirm or deny these rumors? 
So I do not have insight on that. We did not talk about Reddit at dinner uh, in front of my wife. I would have loved that, believe me. She deals enough with, this is so embarrassing. As you know, I love Red Dead Redemption. And I recently, for the first time, went west of Owengila Dam and caught the Red Chestnut Arabian. And this, the horse has beautiful brown eyes, so I named it Aberdeen after the city where my wife is from, in Scotland. It's that a is, video game horse. Don't it's a video oh. game horse. It's I, a video game horse. But I have level sit four a, bonding sit, with it. Sid is sitting here going, what the it's hell is he talking about? It's not a real horse. It's not, it's not a real horse. You get to the end of chapter six and tell me it's not a real horse. It's a real horse. So anyway, his passion for the Canucks, like that guy can, I mean, he's living the dream. He's one of the few fans I've ever heard from who thinks like all the rest of us, except every now and then he goes, oh, I have like some influence and power. And he will talk to people. I don't get the impression in sports circles he's much of a schmoozer. Uh, I get the impression he's a, the type of guy who... You ever wanted to walk up to the GM or the owner of your team and say, why the hell did you trade that guy? I can tell you for a fact that he has. And for that, he is a legend. A legend. And, and uh, I'm sure his username is not MBBC or something like that. Not Michael Bublé. Feeling good 69. <laughs> One last question, Maddie. What do we got? All right, I'm over here now. Okay. Um, we've got 82 games, Natalie from Kingston. Wait, how many? Oh, yeah. wow. And she's front and center again. So here we go. Here's her question. Hi, uh, first of all, I uh, have owned a, uh, a chestnut Arabian horse with beautiful blue eyes, beautiful brown eyes, and it is everything you imagine it is. Great stats. So, yeah, Great stats. Yeah. Um, so my dad and I have a lot of big feelings about jerseys. Um, I love the St. Pat's jersey. My dad hates it. He hates the Aretna's jersey. I think it's funny. What Leafs jerseys do you love or hate, or both? Oh, like you're, you're okay. Any okay. jersey from the 2000s with that old logo. Like, like this It was one? a bad logo. It was it. a bad logo. The Sundin whole era, bad logo. Bad logo. Okay. Bad logo. But I, looking back hindsight, they went from the Sundin era jersey to the jersey that Nazem Kadri was drafted in. Mm -hmm. That thing Stinks. That was with the no stripe at the bottom, right? Look at all oh, the jerseys. Oh, yeah, the pajama one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at all the leaf jerseys sucks. in here. Is there, is there a single one of those ones? No. Anywhere? Bueller? Not a one! <laughs> Apparently oh, you got, got one. one. You, you got, got one. Right one! Yeah, that one sucks. One! Yeah. And you're sitting in front of a $1,500 game-used... Pot ...jersey. Wow. Podokorovsky, the biggest nameplate in the league. Love that. <laughs> Love that. All no, right. that jersey stunk. The um, third jersey that they wore throughout the 2002 playoff run? Mint. I had one. Of course that you was, did. That Everyone was a birthday did. present. Billionaire, but... Yeah. Billionaire. Um, all I want for Christmas, besides my two front teeth, is for them to sell the St. Pat's jersey. Just invert the colors. Yeah. Just yeah. invert the colors. I want a green one. I want a green one. I'm not a responsible adult. 
I, there's a reason I don't ever wear a white jersey. I'm getting mustard on it. Give me a green jersey. They announced it? No, they They're didn't. doing it? No. Yeah? Did they announce they it? They announced it. Hey. All right. So They're coming idea. out with primary green? Shut up and take my money. All right. Sixero? I... The Bieber with the smiley face, or the whatever that was? No, no, I hate it. You don't like that? Oh, boo him. City, boo this man. Boo. Boo. Tomato, 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 tomato. Do you know how exhausting it is to be this right all the time? I'm exhausted. I'll never know. I have to say, I have to, other than my Doug Gilmore 93 white that I got when I was a kid. Oh, so he was a Leaf fan. Not important. Not important. Not important. I take it all back, Wild. These blue, these black and blues are amazing. Yes. Like, yeah. Ma'am, in the front row, that, that is one of the best Leaf jerseys I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Yeah. I, we got a few more of the black and blues out here. No. I saw him. Yeah, shout out Solving. I'm not going to yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. You got to love Boria. God, Godspeed, Boria. Yeah. That one, that's you, like you the are black aware ones. that that is the smiley face jersey. No, don't do that. Don't do, don't do that. Uh, you're, you yeah. are aware. You're, you're complimenting the smiley face. Smiley jersey. face. Smiley <laughs> face. Smiley face. Smiley face. Go generals. Go Jesse. generals. No, the black. Those black. The black ones. They're fantastic. Jesse, That's do you have a favorite? favorite jersey. Do you have a favorite? Uh, my favorite. The the you know the one I own the white winter classic one yes that's probably the, that was a great the one. I I captain one yeah yes. where they wore the all white fits those yeah. are my favorite now of all time. they lost that effing game because of course but I yeah. thought that was clean with the yeah. white gloves and everything yeah white on white is something they rarely do ever it's one of the few times in franchise history it's one of my favorite jerseys I'm going deep on this question Natalie and then we're gonna wrap it up you guys know you guys remember 2013 right remember. Well, I remember up to period two of game seven. Yeah. And Don't they were wearing the a jersey. Year. They were wearing a jersey that directly mimicked the 1967 jersey. Do you guys remember that one? Do you remember that logo? A lot of people don't remember that. Oh, yes. I associate that jersey deeply with Joffrey Lupul. Yes. Everyone yes. had it. That jersey was spectacular. And had the Boston Bruins not crushed all of our dreams the first time, we would have had that jersey for a lot longer. But oh, yeah. we can never bring that back. You can never bring that back. But it was, that was a spectacular jersey. But I'm going to go with the Boreas Salming in the front Shout here. Shout out Boreas yeah. Salming, 21. So listen, here's what's going to happen tomorrow. We've got an all-star panel for you all from, from 12 to 2. We've got Adam Copeland. The rated R superstar. Yeah, that's right. We got Greg Wyshynski, Mark Lazarus. Down goes Brown. Julian Chris will be back. Marilyn Dennis will be here too. Marilyn Dennis! Adam's mom! Adam's mom! Adam's mom! Adam's mom! Adam's mom! Adam's mom! You know, I've worked my whole career for a chant like that. That's great. Thanks, guys. We got a whole thing happening tomorrow. Tickets are 10 bucks. We hope to see you all back. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you. We're going to hang out. We're, gonna, we're not going anywhere, but we love you guys. You're amazing. Thank you for continuing to support. Thank you.